You know, a couple of weeks ago, a long-haired young person came into our bank and said to me, I bet you won't lend me money to buy an electric guitar. Well, he was making $100 a week, and he was over 18, and I said, I bet you I will lend you money to buy an electric guitar. And I did. So what happens? The punk gets busted for possession of dangerous drugs, and we're out 350 bucks. There's one thing about kids nowadays... You don't have to give them credit. Universal Bank. We trust you. About as far as we can throw you. Welcome to the Faith, Finances, and F-Bombs podcast, where we inspire you to manage your money, find your soul, and cover your ears. Join host Hartley Wright a certified spiritual director, and Kevin Bartolacci, director of research and education at Sunvold Financial Investment Advisory Firm. Together, they hope to help you discover the benefits of enriching your life as they entertain one another, and hopefully you too. Welcome back, listener. Welcome, new listener. Uh, So that accounts for two. Maybe we have more than that. Welcome again. Thank you. I think we should go plural. Yeah, I think we can safely say we're plur, pluralistic. Plur, uh, we pluralistic. have. Well, I think plural was fine. Okay. Um, and that wouldn't really be pronouns. I don't know. At this point, I'm wondering if we should just start all over again. <laughs> Hello, listeners. <laughs> we'll say listeners because we know. I know we have. Two, because I've heard from two, so we can go plural. Yeah. Yeah. When Courtney listened to the last one, she said, why does he say listener? You have more than one. I went, yeah. Well, but It's just kind of an inside joke. Yeah, it is. It is an inside joke. And because in any given moment, I'm just talking to one, li- you know, if a listener's listening by themselves, then I'm saying listener. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, because the likelihood they're not all listening at once. So you're not envisioning a group listening party? No, I'm not. I'm maybe, not. Maybe for Super Bowl Sunday. Oh yeah, that is as coming part of, up. It's part of the nine hours of pregame show. Yeah, maybe they can take a break and listen to one of our podcasts. Yeah, you're alternate. Or all of them. You're. They could fit that in in one hour. Yeah. So before we get into anything else and address anything, I want to talk about something that happened to me in Jamaica. Last week I was in Jamaica with Kelly. I was fortunate enough to be part of a team from her company. And on this service trip, we do several things. We build homes for members of the community who need homes. We also serve in the school, uh, help build a church, um, and do a few other things. One of the things we do is build hurricane-proof homes. These homes are very small. They're like 12 by 15. So Yeah, um, for context, that'd be about the size of what we're used to having for a master bedroom. Is that accurate? Eh, master bedrooms actually probably are a little, a little bigger. A little bigger. All right. In our home... The uh, smaller bedrooms, I think, are like 12 by 12. All right. 12 by 12, maybe 12, 12 by 14. So, yeah. So, if you're sitting there trying to think about that through your mind and you're not a numbers person, contextually speaking, their house is about the size of your bedroom. Yes. All right. Thank you, Just Kevin. want to get that out there. Yeah, thank you. That's very good. I'm a numbers guy. So, we're there for an entire week, and while we are there, the entire team resides and eats together in um, a type of mission house. But one night, 
during the week, our team is divided up into smaller groups and we go into the homes of residents and have an evening meal with their family. On this particular night, I was grouped with four other people. So I was with Kelly, a woman named Casey, and a young gentleman named Braden, and another, uh, hey, I said another because his name is Kevin. It just occurred to me. I now know another Kevin, what did I say I could do? Eight, 18, was it? I think, I think all eight weeks of yeah. my absence you could do yeah. Kevin. Co-host. Yeah, because I because I know so many Kevins. So now I know another, I met and got to know another Kevin. Kevin R., if you are listening, you're now added to the number of Kevins that I know. And if I ever do another podcast called Hartley's with Kevin. But I digress. I got so distracted by realizing I know another Kevin. I totally lost off my your train game. of thought. Yeah. We enter the home. There is a table there. The table is right up against a, the bed. And then there is also a dresser in the room. So you basically have the dresser, the bed, the table, four chairs around the table. And that's it. We all begin to take our seats. Our very wonderful host stops me from sitting where I was choosing to sit and redirects me and points me to a solid wood, a very large solid wood chair and tells me, you sit here. It will hold you. So the five of us well, come I'm picturing in. that you're the largest person in the room. Yes, thank you, Kevin. I think that's really what she was getting at when she says, it will hold you. I sit in a chair next to Kelsey, who's on my right. To my left, sitting on the end of the table next to the door, which is also on my immediate left, is Kelly. Across from me, to Kelly's left, the two gentlemen that were with us, and then on the end of the table, our host and her daughter. As we sit down and begin to have our meal, I'm a little bit quiet because something has begun to happen within me. There's some feeling in my gut that is just not right. Doesn't necessarily feel like gas, doesn't necessarily feel like uh, anything I've experienced before. Whatever this is, hopefully it will pass and I begin to eat. Well, the feeling doesn't go away and it begins to increase in my discomfort. I eat the entire meal. Food doesn't necessarily make it worse. So I'm thinking, well, well, maybe I'm going to be okay. But As we continue on our conversation, because we're there for about an hour and a half, she's got two of her own children and then, uh, I believe, three grandchildren that are there. And as we finish the meal, uh, another grandchild was going to pick up his siblings, and so now he is there, part of the conversation. We're all having a great time, except this thing is still going on in me. So as we're talking, part of me thinks I'm going to be okay. But then within about two or three minutes, I'm like, I'm not going to be okay. Something is going to happen here. And I quickly convince myself that I do not want to be the person who is referenced when these children are grown adults reminiscing, and I am the person they are referring to when they say, hey, remember that time Whitey came to eat with us and blasted off at the table? So I gently, lovingly get the host attention, say, do you, do you have a bathroom I can use? I, I need to excuse myself. I want to just go ahead and exit, but she obviously wanting to show me where the bathroom is, so I wait for her to get by. So I let her pass behind me, and then I scoot my chair and stand up. And as I stand up, fortunately, the kids are playing. They're like all over Kevin, and I don't think they know what's going on. So I stand up, and as I stand up and get out of the chair, and then I turn left to go out of the door, and as I turn left, I'm toward Casey, and she, I mean, I'm against Casey. She's in the jet stream, and there's blast number two. I walk to step out, and as I step out of the building, there's, you know, a couple of more. And then as I 
put my shoes on outside of the door so I can walk to the bathroom. There's another one, and then another one, and another one, and then the host says, here you go, it's back here. And I step, and I have that, and... And she says, it's not as nice as yours. And I said, oh, no, it's very lovely. And I go, and as I'm walking there and heading into the bathroom, I immediately realize everything is over. And that's all it was. Just a just air that had to explain. And my gut feels fine after that. Everything is fine. But rather than just immediately turn around and say, oh, <laughs> you know, cancel. Never mind. False alarm. I go in. I'm good. Yeah. I go in. I pull the curtain. You know, I sit at the toilet and look around for a few minutes and return. So did you and Kelly talk about this was, later? Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> well, so here's the, here's the situation I'm in. I'm really, as I'm stepping out of the house, I'm like right next to Kelly. So she had to hear that one. I think through this as we leave and we're walking down the hill because, we're you know, you have a long walk. The bus comes, honks the horn. We say our goodbyes. We leave the home and we're walking down the hill. And I'm thinking through this and I'm like... I'm going to have to tell him what's going on because I can't, I can't ignore it. We get on the bus, and so I said, I don't know if you guys noticed or not. <laughs> and Kelly said, well, we're not deaf. <laughs> so, so anyway, I explained the story to them and told them what was going on. And, and Kevin had so many kids around him, he didn't even realize what was going on, which makes me think the kids didn't know either. Probably and not. So, so Kevin said he was just there, and he said he looked up and saw that I was gone. He thought, where'd Hartley go? He didn't even know uh, what had happened. So, And Casey told me uh, once, and she reiterated that I, I handled it very well, given the situation. So the F-bomb today is fart bomb. Uh, yeah, yeah, flashing. So we've got that covered, listener. Oh, Lordy. Shiver me timbers. Not a lot in the financial world uh, changed since we spoke last. Markets are up so far year to date. This would be the morning of February 7th. Uh, the S&P is up approximately 6.8% year to date. And the NASDAQ is roughly double that, approximately 13.4. So we're off to a great start. We'll see how things go. We have a little bit of a snafu and some language in the Secure Act 2.0, which I bragged on Congress for passing a law that was beneficial to people. But here's here's the scenario. Don't panic. This wasn't going to start till 2024 anyway. Language within the catch-up contributions, and they're now going to tier it based on your age between 60 and 65 on how much money you can put in. But the way they've written the law, the language insinuates that no one will be allowed to do any catch-up contributions starting in 2024. So That's just how it's worded. Now. That's how it's worded. They found it out after it was signed. It's like when I read news articles, and I'm like, who's proofreading this? <laughs> this is a major omnibus act. It was over, I think, 8,000 pages. So a little snafu in the wording. Have confidence they'll get it corrected. That's all minor at this point, but I thought I'd bring that up since it's been revealed in the last two weeks that we have this problem. More uh, interesting, since we have Super Bowl coming up this weekend, it's called the Super Bowl Indicator. And I'd heard of this years ago. I think I may have mentioned in this. I know I've talked to you personally. I haven't watched football for over 10 years. Yeah. Lost interest. Uh, but I'd heard of this before. The Super Bowl Indicator, and I actually pulled it up, and this is written by Ilana Dure, who has an interesting title. She works for J.P. Morgan. <laughs> She is the vice president, head of content studio. 
head of content studio. We'll be hiring for that yeah. as well because we're all about content. So let's just get to the Super Bowl indicator. What is it? Uh, the Super Bowl indicator states that the Dow Jones Industrial Average will end the year with a gain if the NFC team wins the Super Bowl, but will fall if the AFC team wins. So let's just put some faces to that. NFC will be the Philadelphia Eagles, AFC, Kansas City Chiefs. Chief fans, you got tough decisions to make. Do you want your team to win and throw us into a recession? Or do you want the Eagles to win so your 401k goes up? I have some historical data here that she's written in the article. Historically, the indicator has a success rate of 73%. The indicator has proven to be correct 94% of the time when the Super Bowl attendance was above its attendance average. So if you think this is the way you should invest in the market, let me just be gentle here and say the market goes up 70% of the time anyway. So the fact that this has a success rate of 73% is no better than just flipping a coin at this point. Well, the Super Bowl will make a 3% difference. I rounded to 7 out of 10. It, it might actually be higher if you, okay. if you did all the backdating. We saw this last year. We talked about it with the Phillies in the World Series. You know, there's, there's this thing that popped up that says, oh, if the Phillies win the World Series, we're going into recession. Well, they've only won two World Series, so you're talking about a small data set. Uh, this data set, I'm going to suggest, is less than 60. So if we're talking about the law of large numbers, still a pretty small data set. She does state in her article, to her credit, that correlation doesn't mean causation. And I would suggest to you that should be stated almost every time we have one of these discussions about if this happens, then the market goes up or the market goes down. We were joking in my office last week with the market being up so high so early uh, we have now determined that I am the January indicator for the market. And when my bowling scores are up, the market's up. And when my bowling scores are down, the market's down. So, I have a 100% success rate in 2023. That's something I certainly want to build my future upon. Absolutely. Yeah. How, how did Kevin bowl in January? Oh, my God. Right. We got to get out of the market. Or this year, since I'm bowling so well, you need to go all in. It's just as ridiculous as the Super Bowl right. or the Phillies or anything else out there. But don't get caught up in that kind of crap is all I want you to know. Yeah, so I don't, I don't watch the Super Bowl. Actually, even before I quit watching football, I was struck by the fact that like pregame shows come on at 10 a.m. Yes, they do. And you have eight hours of pregame crap after being off for two weeks so you can prep for it. So we've had two weeks of promotion. Then you get eight hours of airtime, multiple stations carrying different shows, and then you get to the game, and there's like 18 minutes of game action in three hours. And people tell me baseball's boring, and I want to go, really? Have I mentioned – how valuable time is to me that I'm getting older. You, I am very, very familiar and have been for a decade. Yes. But the listener has not. Yeah. So if you can imagine the opening to days of our lives and the hourglasses in there, there's a lot more sand in the bottom of my hourglass than there is in the top. And I'm becoming very protective of all those grains of sand. Yeah. And I just made a decision. I'm not going to spend two weeks building up to the Super Bowl, 10 hours of pregame for 18 minutes of action. Well, those, are, just all, a decision I made. those are all optional, Kevin. You don't have to watch all of that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you know, I can spend my two weeks being very fruitful and productive and doing things like helping people in Jamaica for Absolutely. The, the first week. And then the second week, I can talk about um, noises that are made in Jamaica on <laughs> those one, noises on are made one day of the other of the second week. When uh, a couple of years ago, this has been pre-COVID, I remember 
I went to the bowling alley and practiced, and I bowled like 12 games. And my wife thought in was, one day, yeah, back to back to back, 12, 12 games, yeah, 12 straight, yeah. And I, I said, This is my Super Bowl, I'm bowling. Oh, for God's sake, many people watching the Super Bowl, it's the only game they watch all year, but they're really only watching for the commercials. But you can get those online without watching it now, now. you can, but you couldn't. That's used how to. I do it, yeah, you couldn't, used to, yeah. And don't get um, me wrong, there were some tremendous commercials through the years, right? That there I have been greatly some great enjoyed, ones. but now that I can get it off my phone. Yeah. And not dedicate 10 hours to it. Companies will, for their marketing, they put them out early. They yes. give little teasers to their yeah. commercials. Or they put the full commercial out before it's on. Yeah. I'm like, you're paying, it used to be thousands, but now you're paying so many million. For 30 seconds. For 30 seconds. And for some people, 15 seconds, they're paying millions. And you're putting it out there early for everyone to watch. So what you are buying is the live action time when people see it. And there's been companies who have spent their entire advertising budget on one commercial exactly. in the Super Bowl. Exactly. I, I mean, I, I'm thinking about it from a math perspective. If you're only going to do one, <laughs> you might as well pick that show. And unfortunately, in recent years, we've had some really dud commercials that are out there, to which I'm on the opposite side, and I say, you have just spent yes. millions, yeah, and this is what you came up with. I, I agree with you on the commercial side. For the first few years after I stopped watching the Super Bowl, I was still interested in the commercials. And over the last three to four years, I've kind of gone like, that's what you came up with? You had years to plan this, and this is, they have been horrible. Your mention of time and sparing time and how you spend that time does lean me into the faith side of things in regard to prayer. Many times people don't pray full-blown Christians, not full-blown I'm a full-blown Christian and actually blew up last week in Jamaica. You're only partially blown. Yeah, now. I'm only partially blown. But I'm talking... You definitely got to yeah, that. I'm now. talking mature Christians, people who have been walking in a relationship with Christ and have an active faith life, but yet do not pray. And many among these many people, they will say many things, and sometimes it's a time factor, just not taking time to pray. You, you pick up what I'm laying down, right? Yeah that a lot of people are like, oh, it's just a matter of time. But they will fill that time with other things or just be mindless. We'll talk about binging a show and then say, oh, I don't have time for prayer. I'm picking. I'm, I, I understand. I recognize I'm picking and getting at it, but I think it's resistance because I think there's something about prayer that's just intimidating. It's true for me. I have an understanding of prayer. I've had seasons of prayer that have been very active and strong, and I've had seasons when they're not a lot of people get very desperate when they're when they feel god is silent and i think when god is silent is sometimes the place to pray god in the person of jesus said you know ask seek and knock god in the person of jesus also told his disciples how to pray he put down a formula to make it even easier you just follow that lord it's called the lord's prayer uh universally and you follow that formula in, in saying other words of your own choosing and it's a very simple thing to pray but yet we're like no, because we're intimidated by it. It just seems so massive. The mystery is so big, and it just seems like such a big thing. Yeah. But, but once you're in a relationship and you understand and you have that dynamic, then you resist in another way because it just gets too intimidating because I know what's going to be done. So in my case, it's like I'll lay the praying aside easily because I'm unwilling for God to dig with his knife, uh, to cut, cut into, delve into the innermost being of me, 
searching out and seeking out and desiring to surface those things in my life that need to be dealt with. I am a person of prayer who prays, and it's not a casual thing. There is a verse in the Bible, 1 Thessalonians 5.17, that says pray without ceasing. While many people really struggle to know how to pray, I've taken that verse literally because I, I do pray. While I'm doing other things, I can pray because I've just found a way that works for me, and I think yeah. that's what the intent of that verse is. Yeah. So for the purpose of this conversation, saying I'm a person of prayer, prayer, I will just, I, I don't want him to deal with certain things. So I don't want him messing with certain things. So in my prayer life, I'll say, okay, look, I want him to leave those things alone. So this over here, this over here is what I'm asking for. This is what I'm praying about. This over here is my need. This over there is my dilemma. This is what really needs to be dealt with. But I don't want you talking to God. Don't mess with this over here. Don't help me with what I really need help with. This is all I'm wanting to. And I think a lot of people can resonate with that. Yeah. Coming to Christ as a nearly 30-year-old man, I didn't have background that I would have gotten from early church attendance as a child and raised through the church. And I remember this prayer thing kept coming up and, you know, if, if you're a practicing Christian, you want to incorporate that as part of your discipline. And I remember that being very challenging for me. And uh, I, I had this word picture, and I'll have to update it. Initially, it was comparing dial-up internet. Mm-hmm. And for you people who are younger, <laughs> you dial it through your telephone line, and it would have this noise that would go, for the purposes of our dial-up. Yeah. This is what that sound was. Oh, it takes me back. Listener, you're still not on the internet yet. No. Still not. Oh, yeah. And now maybe you are. Maybe. I remember thinking, this is how most people I know do prayer. Something happens in their life, or they're wanting something to happen in life, and they dial it up. Do, 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 do. You punch in the numbers, and you wait for that connection. And at this time uh, that I thought of this, DSL had arrived on the show. And DSL was always open, if you can imagine that. Yeah. So I would now update that to call it fiber optics in my world. So I, I always thought my prayer life was more like a fiber optics, where the channels were open both directions all the time. And you just said something to remind me of that when you said, when I'm doing things, I will pray. And that's how I've always kind of viewed my relationship and my prayer life with God. It's like you may have a different perspective as the spiritual director on this. I have not formally sat down, secluded myself in a quiet room so that I can get close to God. I always feel like we're connected all the time. Right. And I don't know if that's right or wrong. That's just what makes sense in my head. So if you're a listener out there and this has been something you're struggling with and maybe you were you were brought up in such a way that you feel like this has to be a formal situation, you got to go in the basement, lock everything down, not let anybody interrupt you, turn your electronics off. If that's what you need to get there, I mean, do that. But for me, I just try to keep the line open. I'll give you a recent example when it happened. Saturday I was getting ready to go to Dan's Celebration of Life. Knowing Dan and knowing some of the family members, I assumed it was not going to be a formal deal. So I, w- I knew I wasn't going to wear a suit, wearing black pants, dress pants, and then I'm like, I'm not sure what shirt to wear. 
my gut feeling is that if I wear a nice dress shirt, that's going to be out of place. Out of the blue, this head, this thought pops in my head before I put the shirt on. I said, Courtney, I think I know what I'm going to do. I think God just told me I'm supposed to wear that pink flamingo shirt that's our team bowling shirt on Wednesday nights. And she said, you can't wear that to his celebration. He won't be there. Because I explained to her, Dan loves the shirt. Right. And she said, well, he won't be there to see it. Why would you wear it? <laughs> and I said, well, he's not going to be there to even know I'm there if you're going to take that logic. So she was discouraging me from wearing it, but I could not get it out of my head. It just kept staying in there. I'm like, okay, this isn't me. This is God telling me to wear the shirt. So I wore it. His widow was there, and I said to her, Dan loves this shirt. I didn't know why. I never asked him, why do you like this shirt? I hate it. Right. And she said, it reminded him of when he used to spend time on the beach in South Carolina. Oh, wow. So now you know. And all of a sudden it was like, what's happening right now? The hair stand up my arms. And I'm like, literally, I'm thinking, oh, my God. I'm so glad I resisted my urge and I right. resisted my wife's counsel and wore this. I didn't know why he liked it. So it was kind of a goofy little story, but it just happened Saturday, yeah. and that's that's how I think about my relationship. No, I think with, it's uh, I think it's very fitting and it's very applicable, and it's a practical way for the listener to think about. Yeah, and I would call that a prompting. Ah, yeah, you were you're right in how you're thinking it through. Like God is telling you, and God is saying this, but but God is prompting you to wear that shirt, or and I would also say, you know, maybe it's an invitation to consider. I should wear this shirt. And then you very wisely, because of prayer, you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm not sure about this because of prayer. So you consulted another. Yep. Courtney said, I don't think it's good because he's not going to be there. But then it was a weird experience because I, I don't know if I've shared this with you. I absolutely hate these shirts. You you wore the shirt for the sake of others. Listener, I've seen the shirt. I, I went up <laughs> I went up to the bowling alley. You're definitely wearing it on Wednesday night for the sake of others. Yeah. But it's a whole different thing. It's not spiritually for no, the sake of others. it is not. You're wearing that shirt on Wednesday night because of others. Mm -hmm. But in this case, you wore it for, this, for the sake of others. Yeah. I'd also want to say, just following up on what you said, I think both are important and I think both are effective. But I think intention is really what it comes down to. Yeah. I think there's a different type of prayer you enter into when you do take time to be silent, to be solitude, to go into a closet or, you know, to a room and everything has to be sacred and you set the moon just right. I think there's a purpose and a time for that praying. So we separate ourselves for a time to pray, to have undivided attention. And then there's the time in which you're just praying continually and talking with God while I'm on a plane flying or while I'm driving down the road. Intention in the heart is what, what matters. If we are seeking God and thinking about prayer to begin with, we want God to do his goodness in us. And that oftentimes requires purification because we live in the we live in a broken world and we have brokenness in our lives. By nature, we really just don't like God weaving his way into the depths of our thinking and and feeling and dealing with feelings and thoughts in secret. And it's important to pray. And I think you have that conversation with God, even if it's things that are going on. I mean, he knows what they are. He knows those things, even though I say, don't mess with this over here. I only want you to mess with this over there. In that scenario I described, I know that he knows that there are those things over there. And, and that's why we don't want it to happen as if it's a bad thing. But we truly and honestly want God to do those things because it would be good. It's just to enter into a time of prayer and of, a, of that 
type of rhythm of letting God's creative touch get to our most hidden places of our being. That's the type of prayer that we really do want to do when when you're ready, when you get there. But yeah, maybe on the next episode we can talk about who had more quality time during the Super Bowl. Oh. Whatever you've done, whatever I've done. All right. Yeah, I don't even know what I'm going to do yet. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll go bowl 17, no, 25, 30 not, games. Not with the knee condition. Yeah. It is cutting into my practice time, but. What are you going to have for lunch? Listeners need I don't to know, know this kind of stuff. I don't know. Uh, I did discover some really good, well, I'll call them chicken strips at Sam's recently. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They have high ratio of chicken to breading instead of high breading to chicken. Oh, yes. That's that's good. Here's the, here's the catch. It said on the cooler display, limited time offer. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, so I'm going to yes, get hooked on them, and then I'm not going to be able to get them. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to have. I'm going to wing it when I get home. Yeah. Well, I'm sure listeners are warning, like, why don't they, they spend so much time together, why don't they just go grab something to eat? People, our time is valuable. That's right. Our future selves have somewhere to be. (laughs) Our present selves need to spend time alone, eating in silence and solitude. That's right, in prayer. Prayer, yes. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, listener. Uh, Check us out. I don't know. Should we say? I don't know. I don't know about Twitter. No, wherever you're finding us, keep checking. Education, information, and entertainment only. Subscribe. Subscribe. That's the easiest way. Take care, everyone. Spiritual counselor or spiritual director. We suggest you seek out a trained professional for help with your financial and spiritual needs. The views and opinions expressed by the host and guest of Faith, Finances, and F-Bombs are solely their current opinions based upon information they consider reliable, but do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations the host and guest may or may not be associated with in professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions provided by the podcast host and guest are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. 